In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we're continuing our series on relationships. We're finishing up with support in relationships. This is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, jump back an episode, or you can listen to this one and jump back to that one. Either way works. And as usual, we're giving away free stuff. We will be right back, folks. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? It is David Wright. We are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Welcome back, Welcome back to you. That's Matt Fox, the other voice you hear. Tis is. We are here in the podcast, Your Voice, Southfield Studios. Yes, we are. Just finished up an episode of the Man Cave Happy Hour. If you like (laughs) man-type things, spirits and cigars... Check out their podcast. I sat in as I often do. No, no, okay, let's go back. Yeah, let's go back. Let's yeah. go back for a quick second yeah. because I informed you we were doing a man cave. Yeah, yeah. Your response was, I'll leave right now. Yes, I'm leaving right now. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I'm not missing Because they it. often record right before I record my show. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to jump in for that. Mm-hmm. And and we what we uh, what man cave focused on tonight was, was the fall season approaching and- uh, uh, it was cocktails all, for cider. Yeah, it was all apple cider related. Yes, all apple cider related. So if you might be interested in that, check it out. Man Cave Happy Hour. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. I liked yeah, my I'm apple glad, glad I sat in. My apple cider smash. Yeah. App, no, I, I think I like that one the best almost. It was, it was pretty good. But yes, that mimosa, the mimosa was The right mimosa there. was good. That was a good one too. Tell me, man. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. We're so yes, let me tell you where you can find me, folks. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. Check it out. Um uh, shout out before I go any further. Um, I did a show this weekend out in Battle Creek area. You did a wedding. Catalog Manor. I did a wedding reception. So congrats to Alex and Mitchell who got married this weekend on mm-hmm. Saturday night. And uh, I did their hypnosis show for their reception. Now, and uh, did you hypnotize we, the bride and groom? Nope. They wanted to watch. So okay. good for them. But <laughs> I had, I had a, I, I'm not kidding. There was probably, I'm, I'm going to say 50 to 60 people total at the party. Uh-huh. And I think we had close to 20 people hypnotized. Wow. So it was a great show. Um, I think if I, I, if you guys are listening, forgive me, but the bridesmaid braids, the bridesmaid's name was, I think it was RJ. Okay. And she was a wild, what we call in the business, a wild card. She okay. was fantastic. Nice. I think she spent more time on the floor than she actually did in her chair, but that's okay. <laughs> Cause we had a blast. So again, congrats out to Alex and Mitchell on their wedding. Um, cheers to you both. And I'm glad I was a part of it and got to, to give you some good memories. My, so. my hand is up. Yes. So I, yes. You know, as a, a professional DJ, yes. had been playing weddings, you know, wedding events for mm-hmm. many, many years. Was there a DJ there? There was not. Okay. So if there were to be a DJ there mm-hmm. and you had a hypnotist come in, yep. 
I would want the hypnotist to make sure that everybody danced to anything I would have played that I, night. And, and I have done shows where there's been DJs, uh-huh. and I have given that exact suggestion. Fair. At the end, I'm like, you guys are going to be compelled to dance the night away. All right. Love the it. show is over. <laughs> yes. So I, I have done that. So yes, good shout out to the DJs out there. Fair enough. All so right. yeah, if you want to, uh, you know, even add me to your, uh, maybe an upcharge for a little extra entertainment for 45 minutes of your rec- reception, Not MotorCityHimnotist.com. That's where you can find me. Not a bad idea. Absolutely. David. Find me on my social media links, Facebook and YouTube, which are both Motor City Hypnotist. If you want to see a photo of the bride and groom of the wedding this past weekend, it is on my Facebook page, it Motor is. City Hypnotist. Check it out. It. I did see that. Fantastic couple. Super nice. You can find me on Instagram and Snapchat at Motor City Hypno. That is H-Y-P-N-O. And as we do every single episode... The free hypnosis guide. I tell this to everybody, and, and there are some people who, who do, do claim it, but mm-hmm. it's free. Yeah. Text the word hypnosis to 313-800-8510. That number will be in the show notes as well. It's 313-800-8510. Text the word hypnosis to that number. Within a few minutes, you'll get a text back with your free hypnosis guide attached. You can just download it. It's yours to keep. Mm-hmm. Totally free. Oh, Scott checked in. He was wondering if there was Scott karaoke. Frederick. There was not karaoke. <laughs> there was not karaoke. So I, I got to give a shout out to Scott, my good friend. We've known each other for years. Still in a fantasy football league. We are tied this week, brother, because uh, I won a new one. We're both three and one in our division. I, I'm 0 and 4. So. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I feel like the so, Chicago um, Bears all of a so sudden. So <laughs> I, at the time, I was doing a job at Ford Motor Company. I was temping there. Okay. And Scott was one of the guys I met there, ended up being one of my good friends over the last 30 years or so. So my when I left there, we had this little going away party at the Oakwood Cafe in Dearborn. Wow. Okay. It's on Oakwood and Southfield. It's right on the corner. Okay. So we're there. And, and just uh, to be fair, it's kind of it's, it's a, it's a hole-in-the-wall type bar, one of those kind of bars. But we were having a good time. And in the middle of the night, all of a sudden, this wedding party comes in. Okay. Bride, groom, bridesmaids, groomsmen, people. Deck to the nines. They're all dressed in their wedding attire. Okay. They come in there and we just ended up having, it just one of those, those nights that will live in infamy because there was also karaoke. Oh boy. <laughs> and, uh, dude, it was, dude, it was just, it was, it was, it was a, it was a great, fantastic time. Some so love it. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, um, oh, what was the, that? There, there, and Scott, you'll know this. Do, 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 do. <laughs> what the hell? That's just from a happened? song. What happened? What happened? <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> what happened? So okay, so yeah. let, me, let me. So that's that's the tune that we. Re- <laughs> that's the tune we remember from that night. Okay, <laughs> and uh, it was it. Yeah. Oh, boy, <laughs> that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. All right. So I don't want to go off on a tangent because well, we have no, some... we already are. But that's what we do, though. Yeah. But we we have business to attend to. We but, do. But I have to share with you my yes. karaoke story. Oh, boy. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So let's go back to 1998. Okay. And I decided to go to a karaoke bar. Uh-huh. And By yourself? I... No. <laughs> no. I, I was on a date with somebody. But 
I've never been a karaoke person. I have actually DJed a karaoke party, and I was terrible at it. So oh, I yeah. Would... Well, because typically, if you if you do a karaoke party, like as the DJ or as the MC, you got to get out. You there. have to sing. Yeah, absolutely. And yes. I cannot sing. Right. So I actually got out there and a couple of pops, you know, into the night, and I decided to do. 99 Luff Balloons. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was an entire falsetto. <laughs> oh, good for you. But I made up for it. When I came back about 45 minutes later, I did Frank Sinatra. I get a kick out of you. Oh, nice. Okay. So, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong with Frank. No, I mean, you can't. Come on. 99 Luff Balloons in falsetto. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll never do karaoke again. <laughs> oh, da 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 like this in the background. What the fuck is it with yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good times. So, so, and wherever you're listening, let's get back. To, we'll get back on track. Wherever you're listening, please uh, like, subscribe, connect, do whatever you have to do to get the show. And most importantly, leave a review. Reviews are helpful. They help me out. They help more people see the show. It's all good. So just leave a review. Take a few minutes. Just say it's great. Two words. It'll take you 10 seconds. That's right. Fantastic. It is time. Is it? Yes. Here we go. That's how winning is done. Yes, it is. It is. So our winner this week, now you guys know if you've listened to me, or maybe it's your first time listening, uh, I'm the Motor City Hypnotist, so we're in the Detroit area. Right. Because Motor City being Detroit. Yes. So our winner this week is is a Detroit legend icon for of all time, Miguel Cabrera. Do tell. Who just finished his last game of his career yesterday at, at Comerica, Comerica Park. Park. Right. Yep, I'm at sorry. home. You mean Tiger Stadium. Well... New, new Tiger Stadium. As, a, as an ex-banker. Yes, I know, yeah. I know, I know. It's hard not to say that. But yeah. So Miguel Cabrera is finally done with his career. So let me just give you some information about Miguel. If you guys may or may not be baseball fans, that's cool. That's he, all right. His, but I'm going to give you some some information about him. His on-field baseball career is, it has, is going to no longer be. However... He has taken a, uh, an office administrative, yep. like a, in management. Yes, in management with the Tigers. So he'll Correct. stay with the team. Yes. And, and from everything I've heard in interviews and read, he's great with the young players, one of the best teachers Mentor. and mentors yeah. that there are. So he was born in 1983 in Venezuela. And again, he grew up probably not, not in the best financial situation as sure. a kid, right. but he, was, he ended up being good at baseball. Okay. So he played for the Florida Marlins from 2003 to 2007. And his manager was? His manager was Jim Leland. Uh-huh. Yes. That's correct. Who later became his manager in Detroit. That's correct. So, and then he he was traded to the Tigers in 2008. And, and he's been there ever since. Who followed him? Oh, Oh, Jim, Jim Leland. <laughs> Jim Leland. Yes, Jim. Well, yeah, Jim Leland came then to manage the Tigers. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so just let me just. I'm, I'm going to run. I, I know you guys. If you're bored of baseball, it doesn't matter. This guy's done some tremendous things. Twelve-time yeah. All-Star, won the World Series in 2003 with the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Two-time AL MVP, 2012 and 2013. He won the Triple Crown in 2012. Right. Hasn't been one since. Nope. And there wasn't one before that. For many, many years. I can't give you the exact amount, but seven times Silver Slugger Award, two times Hank Aaron Award, four times he won the batting championship for the AL, Mm -hmm. two-time AL home run leader, two-time AL RBI leader. Mm -hmm. So career, I'm going to give you his career stats because this is, see, 
Here's the thing with sports in general. You can have a couple of great years and just be like a flash in the pan mm-hmm. and then disappear. How many how many promising young rookies have we seen in any of these sports teams that they come out of the gate and you think, wow, and then they just fade away? Hi, my name's Scott McGuire. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so Cabrera finished his career with a three oh six batting average. That's that's amazing. Just that in and of itself right. is a huge feat. 3,174 hits, 16th on the all-time list, 511 home runs, 25th on the all-time list, 627 doubles, 13th on the all-time list. Now, the doubles thing really gets me because Miguel, especially towards the end of his career, was not fleet of foot. No, he's he's never been a fast runner. Nope, he's never been a fast runner. And the fact that he's 13th in in history with doubles, Mm -hmm. that, Yeah. 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 Um, 1,881 RBIs, 12th all-time, 1,258 walks, 1,551 runs. <laughs> Jesus. Um, he also ranks in the top 25 in M- MLB history with 11,900, I'm sorry, 11,796 plate appearances. Jesus. Think about that. Baseball players, you watch baseball, even if you see it in passing, they come up to the plate. They might bat four times a game, five if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. 11,796 times he walked to the plate. That's called called muscle memory. Well, and it's called longevity because even through injuries and everything. Sure. That is still amazing. Um, So, again, Miguel retired. He's done. His last game was in Detroit yesterday. But, again, definite first ballot, ballot Hall of Famer without a doubt. Sure. He will be in first ballot without question. If it's if it's not unanimous, I'm going to pummel the, the person who doesn't vote for him in first ballot. Uh, but again, he has been um, for for a team that has not been good since 2012. Right. He has been listen the positive of this team even in all the losing seasons. Miggy filled the seats. Yep. And he kept baseball alive relevant and relevant yes. uh-huh. in Detroit. He really, especially did. on his, on his search or on his his his, his uh, path to three thousand hits right. and five hundred home runs. People were there all the time. Didn't matter if they won or lost. Right. I mean, we like them to win. But the whole I was point actually is- watching the news this morning on, on our local Fox mm-hmm. station, and one of the you know the talking heads, you know, they're like, you know, we really haven't gotten to know Miguel Cabrera as much as we probably should have. Mm-hmm. And now we have an opportunity to get to know him now that he's more on the with the Tigers administration. Right. On the management side, we're going to get to know him and his decision making abilities, not just on the field, but Mm -hmm. off the field and what he's going to bring to the organization itself. And I think over the next couple of years, David, we're going to get to know Miguel. Yeah. That much more. Yes. And because we just I don't think a lot of people really took the time. Well, here here's the problem. And this is this is just an observation. There, there's always been a, a, a somewhat of a language barrier oh. because his primary language is Spanish. Yeah. He does speak English, but but not I, I wouldn't say fluently. I mean, he speaks he, it he, enough to get by. He does. All right. He does. All right. But. But I think that's, and I think for some fans, that's just, well, I think that turns fans off for some reason. Well, idiot, then, idiot fans. Yeah, yes, that. exactly. Yeah. That's what I say. But anyway, definite, uh, definite <laughs> deserving winner of, of our winner of the week for yes. sure, especially here in Detroit. So to Miggy, cheers, you. brother. How winning is done. Ah, so. Alrighty. 
So, back to it. No, thank you, thank you for uh, the Miguel shot. Yeah, that, I just, I just thought that has to be on since we just watched his last game yesterday. So, definitely cool. So, we are talking about in this episode. We're continuing in part two of was it don'ts? relationships? No, we're talking about we did we finished the don'ts on last one. That's right. That's right. Uh, but we're talking about support in relationships and how you can give your partner support, how to be a supportive partner. Okay. In last episode, we talked about changing your perspective to take action or give space. And that's when, when Matt, you brought up again earlier in the, in the prior podcast, when I said men are fixers, women are feelers. Mm -hmm. That's where that came from. Was that, do I take action? Do I give space? How do I know what to do? What's right in that? Sure. Um, and here's the thing. I, and I think we left off on that one. That was the third one. And we're going to continue on our list of things that you can do to improve this area in relationships. All right. Brilliant. So this sounds simple and I'm going to say it, believe your partner. And I'm talking about when we talk about belief, it's like, the, the, it, it, let me get into it and, 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 and you'll kind of play out what I mean by this. Okay. Um, so just a simple gesture of believing someone can go a long way and it's not a, it's not a fact that you, it's, it's not a trust issue. It's not that, well, I don't believe what he or she is saying. I don't believe that's true. And I'm not talking about very, like if there's conflict or if there's, there's some dispute about something. Um, so I'll give you an example. I, I had a, I had a couple years back, not so many years, probably three, three, four, maybe. And uh, the wife had expressed to her husband that she had been sexually abused okay. as a child. Mm -hmm. And I, and I don't doubt that in his in his mind, I, I don't know if he believed her or not, because his his response to that was, you keep bringing that up. I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> so I kind of downplayed it. He did and, or you did? No, he did. Okay. No, I no, I, say. yeah, that, no, I, I did not I was do about that. to say what? <laughs> so, so, so I don't think it's a matter in that case. And I, I think for him, it might've been not, not something necessarily intentional on his part to be a dick. But for him, I don't think he knew how to process that. I, I think for him, it could have been a defense mechanism to be like, I, I don't, I don't know what this means for me. Sure. And, and that could have been an issue. Um, so really, honestly, some of the strongest things you can say to your partner is I believe you, whatever there it is, they're talking about it, whatever it is they're, they're dealing with, okay. you can bring comfort and reassurance just with that statement. Because again, honestly, there are a lot of situations where people have had had experiences in their life that have been downplayed or just simply not believed by family or friends or you know other people they know. So let let me play devil's advocate and don't don't get mad at me for mm -hmm. this. But when your partner, spouse, wife, husband mm -hmm. says something, you know that affects them in the past, how it how and the question is how is that relevant to what that couple is going through at that point in time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the question that I have. How is that? How is that relevant? How does that? What is that? Well, matter? see, that's that's the question to ask. And that's in a supportive relationship. You can say, I believe you. Mm -hmm. How do you think that's affecting our relationship? Is there something that I'm doing that reminds you of something? Fair. Is there is there something that that you feel uncomfortable with that goes on between us, whether mm -hmm. it be words or whether it be actions or whether it be the way I interact with you. Oh, sure. So, so the, there's a lot of questions to be asked, but, but at least at that point it's opening conversation and dialogue to say, 
you know, because honestly, it could be something as simple and, and, and just sim- something as simple as going to a place that reminds somebody of a bad experience. Right. The partner wouldn't know. Sure. And that and the, and the partner who's who experienced that bad thing, whatever it may be, may become upset or may become negative or may become very snappy or sharp. Mm-hmm. And and the partner's like, well, wait, um, what will I do? Yeah, well, you know, they get defensive at that point because well, it's like I'm. They weren't even trying aware. to do something nice here. They weren't even aware there was a trigger. Right, exactly. <laughs> that and that's the key. So so just just the fact of just whenever your partner's stressed and just saying, "Yeah, I get it. I believe you." If you're stressed at work and you're saying, "Yeah, that uh, I just feel overwhelmed." It's like, "Yeah, I believe you. I know. That's that's got to be tough." And mm-hmm. just identifying with them and just making that connection. Sure. Here's a big one and and you would think this wouldn't be an issue. This is number 5. Say what you want. Um, that can get you in trouble. But this is the best way to cut through all of the BS games and back and forth that people sometimes play. <laughs> Believe me, <laughs> if if you're if you're in a time of stress or something's bothering you, and you say to your partner, "I just want to be left alone," there, there's nothing wrong okay, with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you don't state that. Again, I'll put it in the in, in the back in the men are fixers, women are feelers. Your 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 partner who's a man might try to fix things, sure, which will further annoy you, exacerbate the issue, yes, yeah, and yeah. and make the issue worse. So, so here's the thing: it's it's taking time to say what you want, and and here's uh, this is such a trite example, but I have to give it. This, this is I, I bet you every couple out there has dealt with this conversation. What do you want for dinner? Oh, I don't know. What do you want for dinner? Okay, how about Italian? No, I don't want that. How about Mexican? No, no I, don't I don't want, want that. that. Well, you s- say what you want. Uh-huh. It cuts through all of this inane conversation that doesn't go anywhere. And 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 I know, Matt, you said it could get you in trouble. No, but here's not- the thing. If you want to be honest and be real, say what you want. Right. Now, the partner could say, okay, that's what you want, but but I'm not. I'm not either able or willing to give you that, whatever it is. Fair. And I'm talking about just dinner because I'm going to all just do that. But um, so so it's important to be supportive and say, tell me what you want. Okay. If I can do it, if I can give you what you want, of course, that's an ideal outcome. But that's not always the case. But if you don't say what you want, uh-huh. you're guessing. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, it's, it's just it just leads to miscommunication, misunderstanding. And misinterpreted actions and feelings. Right. And then you go back to everything that you've already done in the past. Being with somebody, David, when, mm-hmm. that whole conversation of what do you want for dinner? Let, let, yes. Let, let's, yes. Let's yes. talk about that. Uh-huh. There is nothing better than trying something new, having a different experience. Yep. So instead of what do you want? Hey, I heard of a really cool place. Let's go try something new. Yep. And if they say, you know what? Tonight's not a good night for it. You know what? sidebar yeah, and cool that, that's totally fine yep. but you're still putting the option out this is what i want and yep. if they say you know what not tonight don't take offense well no you know? and, but but see that's the thing and, and and that's where where again if you don't say what you want you're not going to get what you want typically mm-hmm. maybe you will but that's a crapshoot but as a, as a but, couple but then people get angry when they right. don't get what they want because they haven't said what they want right but as a couple it's really fun to go and experience new places oh absolutely so go somewhere you've never been before it yep. doesn't matter if it's american chinese italian and, and, or whatever and here's the thing go with go with 
and not, not saying to have low expectations, but go with the expectation of this is new. We have yeah. no idea what it's going to be. Exactly. It might suck. It might be fantastic. You never know. But we don't know. All right. You so just let's go try out, it. You go out and make friends. Yep. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to use a word here that's going to scare a lot of the men away. Emotional availability. Bye. <laughs> Man's running out of the office. <laughs> so this, this involves being vulnerable and expressing your emotions. It's, I know for many men, and this is a, again, generalization, not all many have a hard time being vulnerable and expressing emotion. Um, as a as a gentleman, uh-huh. as a man, I really don't have a problem with that of expressing my emotional. Oh, good. I, for I you. really no, don't. No, that's I great. Really don't. That's great. I, I, you know how I feel about the movie Marley and Me. Oh I, I'm gosh, a yeah. Blubbering idiot with that movie, and I am. Yeah. And even with my my with my partner now. There have been scenes on, for, for God's sakes, America's Got Talent, you know, and the, uh-huh. I get a little teary-eyed. Yep. I don't mind showing my emotion yep. and being emotionally vulnerable, mm-hmm. but I'm also emotionally available for that other person. Well, just, and, and that's the key, being available to that other person when they're feeling emotional right. and being able to connect. Because, again, many people will shut down if, the, if one, or, one partner gets emotional, a lot of times that for, for the other partner, it's like, I'm out. Right. I'm not, just, I can't deal with this. Right. And and again, that's this something that's been learned over over time that it's it just like you don't know what to do with it. If you don't know what to do with it, I, that's that's fine. I don't expect it to just magically come to you. But you can say to the person who's who's emotionally struggling, "What can I do? Tell but me that, what I can do." But that that then you take the role of a fixer. Well, not necessarily a, instead of a feeler, because you're not saying what can I do to help. You're saying what can I do. To help you what 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 do you want right now right it might be i just need to be left alone cool and take no just offense. let me know yeah going back to say what you want mm-hmm. do that that's cool it might be i just need you to give me a hug okay now i know mm-hmm. i can follow through and do that mm-hmm. but again being emotionally available and i and again i know it's hard for masculine people to, to, to just kind of just let that feeling and let those emotions out and to talk about them that's absolutely fair yep Physical affection. What about it? You you have to have this in a relationship. <laughs> I just knocked on the bottom of the table. I just knocked on the... <laughs> I'm such a child. <gasps> oh, great Odin's raven. So what, what is this again? So it's, it's physical affection. Sometimes we get we get busy and we get with our lives mentally and 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 physically we get get overwhelmed with with work and with things to do and with things to think about and sometimes what happens is is you just lose that feeling of affection towards your partner and I'm not talking about sexual I'm just talking about showing affection smiling at somebody kissing them goodbye when you leave mm-hmm. Holding hands when you're walking through the store. Mm-hmm. Simple things that make another person feel connected, make another person feel like they're important or they're wanted. Physical touch, it, like I said, it doesn't even have to be sexual. It just can be a, a hand on an arm or, or a, you know, a lean, a, lean in so your shoulders are touching. And mm-hmm. Like I said, it could be something very simple, but it has huge impact on relationships. And I can tell you, when, when, I, see, when I see couples in counseling, the first time th- this is many times this is what will happen bookends bookends on the couch 
And I know immediately <laughs> yeah. there's been a breakdown, even as far as any kind of physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say there are many couples come in and I see them sit next to each other and hold hands, mm-hmm. even in therapy. And I'm like, okay, we have something to work with here right. because that we still have that. Or are they putting on a show for at the moment? Um, you gotta even be, so, though, you have to break I, don't down think, I don't think both would be putting on a show. Sometimes one person might try to put on a show to, right. to make themselves look better. And then you have better. to break down those barriers. And, but think about yeah. it. If one wanted to put on a show and the other one didn't, they would just yank their hand away. Right. You know. Right. right. So, so physical affection is super important, and it will help you just, again, reconnect. And, and again, it's not in a sexual way. It's just being two people who are connected. Mm-hmm. Great. So here's, here's a couple of things that you can do to kind of help you with all of these things that we've listed. Daily emotional check-ins. Now, I know for all you masculine people, you're like, ah, oh, geez, really? But again, checking in daily doesn't have to be a lengthy. It can be a couple of minutes. Just say, yeah, how are you feeling today? What's going on? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling happy? What, are you feeling anxious? What, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Just to check in, just to show that you're interested in how the other person's doing. Okay. Um. And then daily appreciations. You know, I know things in households run differently and everybody has their own systems for things. But, you know, I I, I try and, you know, Kendra may, Kendra may say when, but I do. I try to say, hey, thanks for doing dinner. Thanks for doing the dishes. Right. Thanks for doing laundry. Just simple things that make the other person feel valued. Mm-hmm. Did you make the bed this morning, David? I did not. <laughs> I did not make the bed because I I was out first. Right. So, <laughs> so those are things, folks, to help you be more supportive in a relationship. So we're we're going to continue on. I know I know we're spending a lot of weeks and time with relationships, but I think these are really important because these are things that you can implement in any relationships. I mean, even if it's not romantic mm-hmm. relationships with friends, relationships with family, with acquaintances, with, with whoever, um, these are still things that you can implement that will be super helpful for you. So next episode, we're going to talk about respect and building respect in a relationship. All right. We're diving deeper on that one. And the, the, Again, a lot of these overlap, but but there's some very specific things on this I want I want to point out that will be very helpful and give you some direction. Bring it. Before we leave, Uh-oh. Detroit Dog Rescue. Oh, so, uh, somebody needs a home. Who is it? It's Nash. It's Oh wait, we've had oh. Did Nash show up last time? Nash has showed up. He might be back again. I don't know. No, I think the last time we had the one with the black eye. I, I, I that might be what you're thinking, but okay. Nash may or may not have been in there, but maybe he's back. But he is, as of today, he's st- he's at Detroit Dog Rescue. Okay. So he or, no, it's a he. All right. He's a golden doodle, 70 pounds, and uh, kid-friendly, 10 and over. All right. But uh, Nash needs a home. He's cute. He is cute. I just like the tilt-ahead. I, lo- I love tilt-aheads on dogs. <laughs> That's always cute. So, yeah. Detroit Dog Rescue, you can find the link in the show notes or give them a call at DetroitDogRescue.com. Perfect. All right, folks, we'll be back next episode with respect in relationships. In the meantime, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll see you next time.